Welcome to the 21st episode of Outsiders. My name is Julia Curtis Burns, and today I'm joined by Natasha. And I'm Jay Triana. And what do you guys do? <laughs> you're being shy. I don't know you why. You should talk first because you introduce yourself first. All right. Well, this is Tasha. Uh, I'm an educator. I'm a former high school science teacher. Now I'm currently a program manager at a nonprofit that teaches high school students computer programming. Awesome. And I am an interaction designer. Um, I'm a grad student at the School of Visual Arts, getting my MFA in interaction design. And if you have no idea what that means. It's basically a person who designs like apps, websites, products that you use probably on your iPhone or Android or any MacBook. Oh, so you're a woman in tech. I am a woman in tech. And so are you, actually. Both of you are like, I guess you could say that. That's perfect. You get it, right? So, this is the 21st episode of Outsiders. Uh, Outsiders is a podcast that focuses on innovative women like you both. queer culture and conversation and this episode is different because uh i am interviewing them not only about what they do but also about their relationship Ooh. <laughs> so i'm super psyched we're gonna get some gems dropped on us today about what makes yes. relationships successful and sustainable okay, okay. And we had wine, so. <laughs> so anyone, this is why Julia's being extra. Anyone friendly. who knows me knows that I used to be able to hold it down with the drinks, but now I'm a lightweight, you know. So it's kind of, mm, I was, I was, I was, I prepared them before the show. Anyway, so let's get into it. I'm also, I'm also a former teacher. So what are some terms that you both feel describe you best? Uh, in terms of what? Your, some your identity. Uh, queer identity? Is mm-hmm. that where you're going? Sure. Identity. Um, you know, that's interesting. Uh, that has definitely changed over time. Um, I think that the way, I'm trying not to go too far ahead, um, but when we first started dating, we were very comfortable with a straight identity. Um, we held on to that for a very long time, even after dating one another. We held on to that. Wait, 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 wait. A straight identity. So you dated each other, but you still consider yourself straight. Yes. Oh, this is going to be such a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So we yeah. held on to that for quite a while. I mean, we're, you know, we're being frank here on this podcast. So, um, yeah. And then I think, you know, as things progress, I think more recently, though, Probably I have the last come, six months to a year. I have come to identify with the term queer. Um, but yeah, it took a while to get there. You feel that way? <laughs> um, I don't particularly care for the word lesbian. Um, and I don't necessarily think that, for lack of a better word, it really fully encompasses who I am and like my attractions. So... Hmm. Why? Um, because I would be lying if I said that I wasn't attracted to men before I was in a relationship with a woman. So I think I'm okay. With, I mean, we're both very, very upfront about that. I'm very open about, you know, who we did in the past and what we are together. So I think queer is the term that I most identify with. Hmm. 
Um, when you said identity, and so I'm thinking about this from like a super existential oh, And I love that. Like that's, beyond that's my sexuality or preferences yes. or anything, I mean like, I just feel like a woman. <laughs> and like yes snap snap like a woman snap because that's really how I feel like as I grow more into who I am I just feel more like a woman and for me that is like strength and just always pursuing something better than what you currently have and like trying to make a way for other people or like empower other people or help other people or just it's not always about you, but it's also like you do need to be like very self-reflective and have like mm. self-awareness. And I feel like that's the journey that I'm on. And so right now, that's the way that I, what I think defines me most is like womanhood. Mm. I think the parameters that other people put around that is where the issue lies. Is like, well, you know, there are other things. And like I'm not just a woman or me. It doesn't mean that I can't do some things. And it's like for me, being a woman means that I can do anything. And that's why it's the, the word that I think I most identify with. As far as sexuality goes, I would definitely say queer. Um, as Tasha said, like, yeah, we shirked all um, adjectives, I would say, about sexuality up until about six months to a year ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt like queer was just like, it just had a negative connotation that's just like weird or strange or you don't want to pick or whatever. And I don't didn't feel any of those things. And then lesbian, I feel like it's like, it's like the gold star thing, which is like, well, mm. if that's not me, then what? And so that doesn't really do it for me either. So I just feel like I'm okay with queer. And if you want to know more, you'll ask me and you will probably like come up with your own definition of what that means. And that's fine too. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. Julia's fired from the <laughs> <I'm> fired. <laughs> So yeah, that's what I would say. That's me right now. Hmm. So none of you said anything about race. I like that. That's interesting. Um, um, when I no no wait. So for me, right? Like I always think about that. Like is that like the first part of my identity? Is that I'm black, or is it that I'm? I'm always going back and forth between terms. And then when you were saying you identify first as a woman, it's like for me. In my presentation, I always think about what does that mean to be a woman? And that's part of the reason that this podcast is called Outsiders, because it's like I like to talk about stretching the the definition of what it means to be queer or what it means to be a woman. So. dating a guy at the time who she was best friends with 
And I mean, like any girl in high school, you think everybody wants your man. Mm. And she felt a different way, obviously. I'm glad to know that today. Um, and so that was like sort of just the beginning of us getting to know each other, just like me knowing her through him. Um, and then we went to Howard together. And our freshman year, we didn't like interact that much. Like if I saw her around campus, we would speak or whatever, catch up. Nothing very crazy, but then sophomore year is when things sort of changed. I mean, we started out as friends, and it was just like, wow, this is a really cool person that I grew to spend a lot of time with, and that time grew into, like, feelings that I mm. had no idea how to process, um, which ultimately turned me into an asshole, and I'm sure she would expound on that. Um, and I, like, had to do some wrestling with myself, just like, what does this mean? Like, even as a kid... I feel like a lot of people know that there's like some queer thing there and it's like do you act on it or don't you or like mm-hmm. are you gonna express this or not and I was just like okay I mean if I thought that girl was attractive so what because I've dated all these guys and that's what I'm gonna continue to do or whatever um but at that moment sophomore year it felt different in that it felt like it was something that I should act on and like communicate about and that's not even really my thing so I knew <laughs> that it was very serious and so there was just a day where I was like all right, she thinks I'm an asshole, and the only way that I'm going to be able to fix this is to be like, I have these feelings that I haven't known how to express to you, and now I'm going to do it. And that's pretty much what happened. I sent this long text message just like, look, girl, I like you, and you can pick it up there because you left me waiting in the balance for 30 minutes before you arrived at my dorm to tell me that it was okay. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) All right, um, I will backtrack a little bit and say we knew each other in high school, but even before college, we started to forge somewhat of like an acquaintanceship, right? Because mm. we were a part of a similar, or we were a part of an organization, an organization in Chicago or whatever. Um, and so we kind of started An organization? Talk. Yeah, this was just like a college type organization. Like, oh, college readiness, like going college tours, helping oh. with the applications, introduce you to like recruiters. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So we were both a part of this organization, and so we kind of started to talk about like the org and then like college related stuff like that, but on a very superficial level. Um, and then, like you said, beginning of college was pretty much the same. Um, but I guess back uh, or like fast forwarding until when things kind of picked up. Um, yeah, I mean, she pretty much said it. Like she treated me like crap. Um, she's like really mean. Wait a minute. So like you see each other and and, and you hate friends, and then but then you would like say, I mean, we would we would be spending time together. Uh-huh. She can probably tell you these things better than I can. And I you'd mean, be like, you know what? I just had to No, I would never out. even like get up and leave. It would just be like, I'm gonna be an asshole until we're together in this space. And it's like, why are you doing this? Um, like you're already here. In retrospective, this is how I feel like you're already there. So mm-hmm. like. What are you running from? Mm-hmm. But in the moment, it felt like I should be pulling away mm-hmm. as I'm getting closer. It was mm-hmm. weird. I don't think that's weird. I think that's really normal. I mean, it's normal. Coming, but you, it's, you know what I mean? When you're coming to terms with how yeah. you feel, and it's like, wait, she's another woman. Facts. Right. But then it's also like another person there who has to like get, bear the brunt of that. And it's like, I mean, she stuck around, but she didn't have to.
And then I'm she sure just didn't respond. Phone, you know, those ellipses that the iPhone gives you <laughs> when people are like typing. Well, I guess I didn't get that because she wasn't even typing back to me. She just wasn't saying anything. I'm just looking at the phone. And then I think you like called me because you were outside. So she decided that rather than respond to me via text, which is so impersonal, you know, she's just such a connector. She decided to show up to talk about it, which was like, it was cool, but I had to wait and I didn't know she was coming. And also, now I have to have this conversation face to face, which is even harder than like having the conversation via text message. You guys have anything to add? First of all, (laughs) I love this podcast episode. We didn't live far from each other. So it probably took like 10 minutes. This This is not the sort of thing that you just like lay on someone via text message for the very first time it was just like wait a minute we need to talk about this in person and so I got in my car I drove over to her dorm and was like yo I'm outside um and we talked about it so I'm really just like okay so what does this really mean right you're saying like you have these feelings for me but what does this mean um really because this could mean a thousand things Mm. um so I'm like okay well I disagree with that I mean, you were not on the receiving end. So, um, it could mean a lot, right? I'm just listening. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm just like, okay, so does this mean that, like, you know, you're connected to me or you're attracted to me in this way that we're, like, super close friends Mm. or, like, you know, is there, like, a physical attraction? Like, what is this? I don't really know what this means. And so, at that point, I still think even though she was – she initiated the conversation. She was still very reluctant to really have the conversation mm. and was just like, yeah, I'm attracted to you, but I think this could all go away. And I was like, okay, well, then we're good. Like, this could all go away. We can go about our lives and this will be fine. <laughs> we don't have to Wait. do anything about this. So you said, okay, good, so let's just move on from it? Yeah. I'm like, well, if you're not physically attracted to me, if this is just, like, some sort of emotional connection or whatever, you can get over that. Like, no problem. You can get over it, move on. We don't have to deal with this. I think this is a testament to, like, where our minds were at the time mm-hmm. and just, like, how resistant we were to the notion of us being together. Because, like, she was ready to have this conversation face-to-face. And ultimately what I think she wanted was for me to be like, I like you, I'm physically attracted to you, this is what I want from you. I was not in a place to verbalize those things. And she was okay with that because it meant, like, we're not going to wrestle with whatever this is that's already creating tension. Mm. And so it's easier to just be like, all right, so it's not physical. This can go away. We can just continue to be friends, which was ultimately what I think we agreed on and continue to agree on time after time. We would have this basically the same discussion in a different way and just be like, no, but we can totally just be friends. And then three months later, we'd be like, and we can totally just be friends. And it's like, (laughs) but if we're still saying this and it doesn't feel like friendship, Mm. then obviously there's something there, but that's just like the mental resistance was at an all-time high. I mean, right, because you're like fighting against, you know, societal norms or how you've lived your life for what what was that when you were like 19, 20? Yeah. 20 years. Yeah. So you kept kind of staying friends. Right. Yeah. We were friends. We both continued to entertain other people. Uh, those other people being guys. 
in a way that was still like walking on eggshells because it always felt like cheating, basically. Mm. Like it took us a long time to establish like we are in a relationship, this is exclusive. And anything before that it was like, okay, we know these other people exist, but like it would still feel weird. And like I can't say that like people would text her and I'm looking at the phone and I'm like, why is he texting her? Mm. And I'm sure that the feeling was the same way. But we still like every few weeks, few months, we would have these same conversations. With these, like, people on the fringe who, like, you know that at this point there's probably no real value in, like, whatever it is that's happening there. And you also feel like you have a very real thing that's happening, mm-hmm. but you're not verbalizing that thing. Mm-hmm. You disagree? I'm making some faces, I see. Oh. No. I don't. I do not disagree. Okay. I do, I do not disagree. You do not have anything to add. I do not have anything to add. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah, so it was weird. What was your Question anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is how outsiders go. <laughs> um, I don't remember. Good. See the Sorry. one? Everybody's off the one. <laughs> no, I was saying what happened after oh, that, yeah. when you kept having the conversation about, okay, but we're still friends. When yeah. did it come to the point where you both said, no, we're not just friends. We're exclusive. We're in a relationship. What was that like? Who, who started that conversation? Um, I don't think there was ever an official conversation. Okay. Definitively, there was no definitive so conversation. We don't have like an anniversary because we don't know when that happened. Oh, okay. We have like a roundabout time when it was like, it was probably October to November-ish. Yeah. So we celebrate our month. It was really oh. just like, I mean, like she said a little bit, you know, dating other people or whatever, just like hanging out with other people. It felt weird. Um, and it felt like it was being unfaithful or what mm-hmm. have you. Um, and so we were just like, all right, let's, let's just not do that. Um, but even still, we never said like, we are together. Um, I was very, uh, resistant to that. I wasn't a fan of the title at the time. And what term do you use now? I mean... There's partner, there's girlfriends, there's we're together, we're hanging out. What do you guys like to use when you describe the relationship? I typically say girlfriend, though I do say partner sometimes too. I say girlfriend, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have, I mean, to even have a title, you have to be like, or like knowing what word you use, you have to be like using that word, which means you have to be open with other people mm. about this person. And so only in the last year have I even had to think about what I want to say, because before that, there was no one to tell. Mm. <laughs> like, I, I just wasn't. True. It's been two years. I mean, yeah, we've been here for two years, but I don't feel like, even as soon as I moved to New York, I was like, okay, now I'm going to start telling everybody. I really feel like maybe in the last year have I been like, if I meet someone new or they're like, do you have a boyfriend? Or like, mm. what did you do this weekend? Am I like, oh, my girlfriend and I, or this is my girlfriend or whatever, like, that hasn't been the case for me for the last two years. Like, it's definitely been a slow and steady process. And when you're like grooming the relationship and yourself at the same time, some like it's just like a balance being basically where like some one side is more important than the other at some points. Mm. And I feel like when I first got here, for me, it was more important to have like personal growth. And then the more woke I got, I'll say, love that. <laughs> the more I started to think about like, okay, well, what is this like? As I come to know more about me, my relationship is a big part of who I am and what I do, Mm. how I spend my time. 
that's important for me to like think through and figure out. And so that started to like carry more weight for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tosha? Um, yeah, I think that, like she said, um, it took a while, right? It took a, it took a very long time. I think there was a lot of me needing to be okay with being in a relationship with another woman within myself before I could like confidently say it to the world. Um, and then even saying it to the world has layers, right? So it took a very long time for me to be like, okay, this is what it is. I'm living this life or this is my choice. This is who I'm dating. This is who I'm with, within myself. Um, and then being like, okay, now I need to tell these individuals or you know be in these certain situations and I declare like this is what it is Mm -hmm. um so again it was like myself my family then my friends and then somewhat of the world um honestly telling the world is sometimes easier than Mm -hmm. people that you know or like loose acquaintances because like they don't come with I mean like there are preconceived notions as a woman people expect that you're going to come and talk about a man that's just what it is mm-hmm. because that's what it has been. Um, but it just feels easier for me when it's like if I'm meeting somebody new to just come out the gate and be like, and my girlfriend, blah, 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 and move on in the conversation. And like, are you with somebody or what did you do this weekend? Or whatever it is to just like have that fresh slate and be like, this is what it is. I can gauge your reaction. And then I can determine if this relationship is going to go anywhere based on if you have like something mm-hmm. sideways, which I've never experienced ever. So that's good. But it's a it feels easier almost than like telling people that knew you previously when you solely dated guys or doesn't know, don't know anything about that, but they've known you. And so the assumption is that like, you're going to talk about a guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. So are both of you out to your families? Yes. Um, I am. I am to most of my family. There are people who haven't like blatantly said it, but it's like, I don't know how you don't know. She comes to Christmas every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you could not know, but I think if if somebody would say they didn't know, it's because they don't want to accept it, mm-hmm. not because they are totally oblivious. Like my little cousins probably don't know, okay. but they I don't think they would care one way or the other. But the people who are important to me, yeah, and all your friends know, and yours are the same thing. No, they don't. Know. Oh wow! <laughs> but it's not like it's weird. It's not because like. So sometimes it feels weird having that conversation when you don't need to, right? Like, Hmm. I don't need to utter the words that this is the person that I'm dating because really that's just me trying to make you more comfortable and make sure you have all the information that you need to make an informed decision about whether or not you want to share my space. And so that's why there are some people who don't know. You know, it's not because we hide it, like... We're low-key affectionate in public. Like, everyone knows we live together. Like, our lives are very much intertwined, and they're not a secret. Like, people know the inner workings of our day-to-day routines and, like, all the things that we do together. Mm. So, really and truly, it would just be the last thing would be to say those words, we are together. But really and truly, it's kind of like, I don't necessarily feel like I need to do that because it's just me trying to make you comfortable, and Mm -hmm. I'm okay. Let's say that a little bit differently. We have friends who don't know. Um, and I don't even see it as like me saying it would be me trying to make you comfortable. It's like 
I genuinely want you to know. And I don't even know why, but I, I just want it like to be a stake in the ground. And this is kind of what I was getting at with like meeting somebody new. You kind of like have these table stakes where like you ask them a question, they ask you a question, and you just like exchange this mm-hmm. getting to know each other process. Similar to like what we went through when I'm like, oh, and my girlfriend. And that's my way of just like throwing it out there. And I really try to do that when I meet new people so that that's it. And you know, and so then if you have a problem with it, we don't ever have to talk again. But with people who like I meet through someone else who also doesn't know or like um, just never knew me to date women and then now I'm dating one and so that's what it is and we've been together for a while but if it's like I knew you in high school and we somehow like come back together later in life mm-hmm. you don't know all the things that happened over like the last 10 years of my life so yeah I feel like I just want them to know so that it's not like this like elephant in the room but not in the room because maybe they do know and they just don't want to make me uncomfortable but I also rather than like ask me because it's almost weird for me to be like, we've known each other this long, but by the way, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> like, there's no easy way to, like, put that yeah. into the conversation. So that, for me, is, like, what makes it a little more difficult because it's, like, there's never a good time. It doesn't ever fit right. And it's not even, like, I'm scared to do it at this point. It's just, like, I don't want to be awkward as hell. Like, oh, and did you guys know we are dating? Because... We have a lot of friends who know the both of us, hang out with us together. They've come here to yeah. hang out. And, yeah. like, there's never been, like, a blatant just, like, hey, we're in a relationship. Granted, if you pay attention to us in the way that we operate, I don't think we're very affectionate in public. But if I saw two people who were like us and acted like us together, I would be like, they're obviously in a relationship. Mm-hmm. If you look at my social media, I feel like it's very clear. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, you know what? I, I was as you guys were talking, I was thinking like, why do we have to be like, hey, <laughs> let me show you that this is my girl? Like, why can't you just express yourself the way that you want? And that's it. And it's like, who are you trying to prove it to anyway? Yeah. to a room now because of the way I dress people don't ask me that question anymore like oh are you gay or do you have a girlfriend because I think I think I got tired of that I got tired of what's two things I like I I finally got to a style I like and the second thing is um I got tired of it and I just want people to know I'm gay so we can just get it out there and move forward (laughs) wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute oh they have questions for me (laughs) So you feel like the style that you have, the way you physically yeah. present yourself, says it for you. So you're okay with people to assume that you are gay or lesbian or what have you just based on what you look? You're okay with that? Mm. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm okay. It wasn't a trick question. No, no, no. No one has ever asked me that. I, okay. I'm okay with it and I kind of like it because sometimes there's like this mystery. Like when I met you, I was like, oh, wow. Maybe she's queer. And that's what I like. You know, but I wasn't sure. But then as soon as she said, yeah, and my girlfriend, I was like, okay, great. So I can tell her about my podcast and my events, but there aren't cues for us sometimes, you know? So it's like, we do have to want cues. So you guys don't like, or well, you don't like cues. I don't know if I want cues because like the assumption is that that looks a certain way. Mm. You can totally have your style and go home to a boyfriend. That's true. That's totally That's possible. True. That's like, true. 
So that's, I'm like, cues. Like, I like them for being able to read other people. Yeah. But if you think about what, what's underlying there, it's kind of a stereotype. So that's, like, messed up on my part. But it's like, we all it, do that. And so I, would, I like the ambiguity. Like, I want you to wonder. And then if we have a conversation, you might be fortunate enough to find out. Oh. You might not. <laughs> it just is what it is. But I would prefer that it's not, like, this super blatant thing. Mm. But I also don't like the fact that, like, every time you meet somebody, you feel like right. they come out. There's really no, like, middle There's ground. There's no happy medium, huh? Yeah. In terms of what I look like and, you know, how um, I think I present when I'm in a room, um, I think that I could go either way, right? I think that mm-hmm. a person could put me into either category, I think. I think a person could see me and be like, oh, yeah, she's gay. Or a person could be, see me and be like, oh, maybe she has a boyfriend or whatever. Like, I don't necessarily think I always give one impression versus another. Mm. Um, but I I struggle with which scenario I prefer. Um, Ooh, give me more. What does that mean? <laughs> I struggle with, like, whether or not I want people to know when I walk into a room. Or do I not want people to know when I walk into a room? Um, mm. I'm very, very uh, careful sometimes in what I dress like and what mm. I look like. Because it doesn't always make me comfortable to mm. feel like if I walk into a room, a person can assume or make an educated guess about me based on what I'm wearing. That doesn't always make me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know which, you know, which scenario I prefer. Um, that's an everyday conversation that I have with myself. Sure, we talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's because all about how people perceive you unfortunately in the society right and so we yeah. have to decide whether how, how do we want to be perceived i mean you're going to be perceived you know um, you're going to be perceived either way yeah, yeah. yeah. like how is it perceived. what message there are things it? like that we want yeah to, exactly to, to, to like which shirt communicates the message that you want to send yeah. on this day depending on who the audience is and like right. it's just way too much thought but you have that thought mm-hmm. when you think about what's happening over the course of your day question so how have how has, <laughs> has either of your styles evolved since meeting each other, since growing in your relationship? I sure can. And if so, how? She got this. The answer is yes. <laughs> both of our styles have definitely evolved. My style may not necessarily be very different from what it used to be like. Um, in high school, I think I did dress a little bit more what we call feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, what we call. <laughs> I lived in my mother's house, right? And right. my mother harassed me about the way I looked. Um, what do you so, mean? <laughs> um, that's, that's another, another podcast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's another episode. Give me a little, me a little taste. Okay. A little, like, like, okay, I'll walk. give you a little breadcrumb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Damn, not even like a bite. No, no, you don't even get a slice. She's going to throw me one crumb. <laughs> right. um, so what that means is my mother was very vocal about her either pleasure or displeasure about what I looked like mm. on any given day. Um, so a lot of like, why are you dressed like that? Why do you look like a boy? Why are you wearing basketball shorts, even though I played the sport? Um, <laughs> why are you wearing sweatpants? Like, all these sorts of things that are typically associated with being a little bit more masculine, which on 
to be really like 100% honest with you, if anyone had seen me in high school, you would have never batted an eyelash and thought that I was gay. Mm-hmm. Like, to be very frank. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I dressed like someone that the average person would assume was gay um, without any sort of context. Um, also your hair and I never dated good. any... I never dated any yeah. women. I had really long hair, like, typical, like, I don't know, what I thought to be normal anyway. Um, and so I think now, I like, I like darker colors. Hmm. Um, a lot of browns, a lot of, like, burgundies, a lot of dark greens, um, which are typically, I mean, if you think about it, way more, like, men's clothes come in these colors mm. not a whole lot of like women's clothes even though I don't wear men's clothing um which no shade at all um yeah so I I think I you know people tend to associate like more feminine girls with like the pinks and the whites and the yellows and the, you know just like the brighter yeah. colors I don't typically wear those um and I don't necessarily know if my my uh sexuality has influenced that I, I would probably say yes um but I mean, maybe I'm just like a little bit more comfortable, so I'm a little okay with having more of those days where I kind of look like a boy, air quotes. Um, but I never like really cross that line. Like I still wear lipstick, I still like get my nails done, like it's, mm. you know. So that's why I feel like on any given day, anyone could put me in either box. Um, and that's great, <laughs> right? Yes. It's like so I'm okay with that. Um, I think her style has definitely changed, but I think part of it has to do with our change in like location lifestyle. and lifestyle. Yeah. Like, so she was very much a lot of like heels and, mm. you know, get done up all that mm. jazz dresses, skirts, all that. But then at the time we also had cars and we drove everywhere. Mm. So when we moved to New York <laughs> and everyone's walking, like I'm gonna look at you crazy. If you walking down the street in a pair of six inch heels, like where are you going? What, like, what are you doing? What train are you getting on? I like, applaud <laughs> the ladies. <laughs> Hello. That are, Committed. Committed. <laughs> I Me too. I applaud them too. I would put it out there. I appreciate Oh God. Now woman. she's smugging. Now she's trying to get like, my face. So if you a lady out there who wears six inch heels, slide in those DMs. <laughs> well, not right now, you know, because you she paid us. You but, better be careful. Because <laughs> she would be listening. You better like, be careful. Wait, what? <laughs> she like, what? Anyway. Um, yeah, so now for her, it's like, because of where we live, people get around New York on foot, on train. It's like, you need to have on some comfortable shoes. So it's more like jeans and sneakers now and that kind of thing. My, my color styles have changed. Mm, that's true. I used to wear, like, very bright things. And I still, like, really enjoy, like, neon things for whatever reason. Mm. But they're more to, like, accentuate the fact that I mostly wear black and white every day. And if I could Those are your colors. I just love it. It's like simple. Mm-hmm. And it's also like being a designer, I feel like I was like trying to find my design uniform and it just feels like it for me. Like black jeans, I could put on whatever shoes I want and like get funky with the top if I want to. Keep it simple. And so that's what's worked for me. I like not many that. colors. And I stop and think sometimes like, man, on a few occasions that I go out and I really want to look like a girl, I don't have any shirts that like lend themselves <laughs> to that. I feel like previously I would have like a good bit of cleavage, and now it's like, mm, I'm like buttoned up to my <laughs> neck. And so on the rare occasion that I'm like, dang, I want to step out a little bit. And I'm like looking at my closet like, well, there's not much here. So like I want to 
boost up that side a little bit for my special move. But other than that, black and white, probably some kicks every once in a while. If I find like a petty heel that's comfortable, I'll give it a go just to like remind the world what I'm capable of. If we're taking a cab. (laughs) (laughs) Jokes, bro. Shade. Shade. The shade of it all. It's true. But I do have to stop and think about, like, where could the night go? And if it's like, I'll be out of the house beyond midnight, I'm probably wearing sneakers. Mm. So, from the time that we got together until last year, I wore weed. Basically, religiously. And not because my hair was like crappy or like I hated or anything like that. I just like weed and it just was what it was. And if I say so myself, it was like pretty good weed. But I didn't skimp on myself like it's my head. I'm not trying to be the girl with like tracks falling and walking down the street. I don't want you to see my braids. Like, this is a ratchet episode. I'm really not. This is not me. I care very much about personal appearance. So, no. But. Um, Can I ask a question? I have no idea about weeds. Okay. Oh so, God. like, Wait, let's just not talking weeds. Wait, one second, one second. Edit this out. I, I, I was just curious. So, okay. like, what is a good weave? Mm-hmm. You might know that a person has a weave because you just know the hair is longer than what you've seen them with previously. But you should not be able to see braids. You shouldn't be able to see tracks. It should just look like it's coming out of their head. You shouldn't be able to see multiple textures. Like, like you should just be like, okay. this could have grown out of my head. And the only reason that you know it didn't, if you know, is because you know what my real hair looks like. Mm. Like, that's always the goal. For me, anyway. I haven't had a weave in almost a year now. Mm. But, so I did that. And then in between there, like, I would have my hair straight. And then, like, last summer in July, I played with the idea of cutting my hair. My mother's hair is cut or was cut in a similar style, now it's even shorter than mine. Hmm. Um, and people think she's queer now because her hair is short. You we know. had that experience. It's unbelievable. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, just giving life to that whole thing. But I was like, okay, I want to do something different. Also, when my hair is straight, I don't work out. Although I haven't worked out lately. Wait, when, my, when your hair is straight, you don't work out because? Because, so, like, I'm natural, obviously. And oh. I was natural before yeah. I got my hair cut. And so, if, like, my, if I have a weave and, like, I've done all this work to, like, make it look the way I want it to look and, like, curled it, made sure my leave out was, like, blending, I'm not going to go sweat that out. Mm, that's not going to work that way. And then when you I gotta just have, like... got to keep it cute. Exactly. All right. But that's not good it. for your health. And yeah. I made that decision, and I know there are other people in the world who make similar decisions. And so, like, that was the conversation I needed to have with myself. Just, like, is my health <laughs> less important than my hair? Because that's basically what I'm mm. deciding. And that didn't feel good. And then I was like, also, I'm just spending way too much time on this. And I want something new and different. When I cut my hair, it was the longest it had ever been in my life. And I was like, this was cool. I grew this out. Proved I could do it. Now what? I I didn't feel like I knew what to do with it. So I was like, okay, I think I want to cut it. And she was all for it. Like, I totally think you should do it. Well, I had already cut my hair. Oh, right. For you. Oh yeah, but I mean, hers was not as drastic as what I. I mean, actually, oh, actually the face, the look, <laughs> the actually look. it was because her hair was way longer than mine, so it's probably like equally 
the potential to be equally traumatizing. But I mean, I feel like when when I give up the back, it was like I can't make a ponytail. So if I don't like it, what do I do? The ponytail is like the ultimate go-to if you like. Man, this style didn't turn out how I wanted, but I could just throw this up into a bun. That option was gone. So I was like, whatever. I'm on this journey. I'm sticking to it. Commit it. I'm gonna get a haircut. Hmm. Here I come in. How do you feel about your haircut now? Well, probably one of the better decisions I've made in my life. Hmm. Why do you love it? Because since then, I mean, it just felt like another step on the journey to just like being comfortable with who I am. I feel like I look most like I see myself. Mm. And like, not to say I didn't see myself with straight hair, but that looking back feels like me assimilating to like, okay, this is like what people think is attractive. So gotta make sure my hair is like, and that's cool. Like I love straight hair. It looks awesome, but it's also like one dimensional. Mm -hmm. And she says this thing, like, when my hair is cut like this, if she saw me on the train, she would wonder like what I did or like I look interesting. And that to me is like way more compelling than like, oh, look at this girl with her straight curly hair or whatever. Like that's not as interesting to me. And I feel like this speaks more to who I really am and like what I'm like when you get to know me, the kind of work that I do, like it just matches my soul. That's like way too deep. But not that serious. Say it again. But yeah. yeah. So that's just your soul. That's how I feel about it. Love that. That's a good decision. It, and it, I mean, like, I don't know you so long, but it does look like you. Like, you definitely, when I met you, no, when, when I met you, I thought, oh, she's a designer. Because it, it mm. kind of, like, flows with the, that kind of culture. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Tasha? How do you feel about your hair? So, I had really long hair, and I had been deciding for a while that like are you always saying for like years you would do it at 25 yeah I was like I'm gonna oh, cut my hair yeah I was like I'm gonna cut my hair because I had always had long hair so there wasn't anything like there wasn't gonna be anything to really miss for me like I had already had it right mm-hmm. so I'm just like I need a new look like I need to look mature I didn't feel like I looked like a kid when I had really long hair so I was like I need to look mature um and I just want to feel different I felt like I was in a new season of my life and so I just decided to cut my hair and so I cut my hair a year ago it's like a month or two before you right so I cut my hair a year ago and um yeah so it's grown out Mm -hmm. um since then but I am deciding to get a new haircut again in two weeks what is it even shorter than the first time Wait and see. Oh, okay. <laughs> that means they're gonna invite me again. <laughs> now you know that there are many conversations about how queer relationships work. Okay. I mean, there's okay, talk we're, of we're going there now. Uh, whether <laughs> there's a butch and a femme or two femmes or what what have you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you both feel like that is a thing for your relationship? Have you talked about it? How do you feel about that? When you see us, what do you think? Good one. I love how they're interviewing me on the podcast. We're practicing. Um, You know what? I... Okay, you know what? I'm big on energy. Okay. So when I see you both, to be honest, I feel like, Etriana, you have a more feminine energy. And Tasha, you have more of a masculine energy. Okay. But I, I don't know if that's accurate. Okay. 
Um, you get this or you get this? I don't know. I think that's tricky. Um, I think mm. we both fall somewhere in between. I or think, any given day. Yeah. Mm. So it's yeah. Just, yeah, we don't really have like... I mean, I think I definitely lean more towards fem and like mm-hmm. feminine energy overall. It's just me. Like there are some things she's just like, why are you doing that? Did you get that? Like it takes me longer to get dressed and like I'm just like the very little makeup that I do wear is more than what she wears, which makes me take longer in the bathroom mm-hmm. and she's waiting on me. So like stuff like that is like, okay, this doesn't really like it's not really like at the crux of our relationship. Like, well that makes you feminine. That makes her butch. It's not really like that, but it's like there are some differences there and just like things that we care about. I um I don't necessarily think that because I have a stronger energy, it equates to masculine, but mm. I do know that I have a stronger, more like assertive mm. energy that is undeniable. Even though people associate it with that. Um, I don't I don't necessarily think the two are uh, you know, mutually um, exclusive. Mm. So I think that like we do a really great job in our relationship of just kind of being, right? Like if if it means that one day you are wearing the more the more heteronormative like male cap or you're being more masculine or whatever the hell that even means. Right. Um you know <laughs> that's how you really I do. clearly struck in right. Um but yeah like whatever that means I think that we do a, a good job at playing both ends. Um, Sometimes though, I do think, I mean, like, if you're looking at it from, like, heteronormative perspective, I don't see you in, like, a butch way at all. Or I don't even, think anyone would see or you. Or even masculine. Mas- I was necessarily butch, I'm not going to lie. even <laughs> masculine. But I do feel like if I went camping and, like, there was a bear cow, okay. I would count on her to be, like, let me sweep this bear away. Or, like, if I'm ever fearful, fearful of anything, I'm like, well, I know she totally has me. Mm. Or, like, if anybody makes me uncomfortable, it's like, but no way. You know that I have this person that will really come and handle you. So, I don't know if you want to keep doing this, but you can if you want to. Like, it's not even like, oh, that's what somebody is supposed to say. That's legitimately how I feel. Like, mm, she got it. And, like, there are other things that I feel like she probably feels that way about me. It's just not me protecting. <laughs> but what are the <laughs> and I'm okay with that because that's not my hat and like we do switch hats a lot that's not one that I ever really wear though like if it's like professional protection like oh you know I want to make sure that something looks good or like I'm presenting myself well or anything like related to maybe like a personal brand or like something like that that, that can be my it. hat I'm good with that <laughs> the whole protection thing nah I'm just telling you up front so it's like she knew coming into this that wasn't who I was, and she's worn that hat, and mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Part of that is also because, like, I'm extremely handy. Um, oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> yes. Anything I don't know how to do, I'm like, how do I do this? She's like, we just go. I'm just gonna do it. Okay, I'm very handy. Okay. Um, I mean, I was raised in a single parent household, and my mother like Me held too. it down. My my mother held it down. Like, I know how to do things like change tires, fix things. Like, I mean, it's just what I do. Like, mm. it is what it is. So I think that could probably be put in, like, a more masculine box. Um, but, yeah, I think for the most part, we do a pretty pretty good job of just doing whatever feels natural. Hmm. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think I would even want, like, 
You know, some girls feel like, oh, I'm really, I'm only attracted to fame or I'm only attracted to butch. And for me, it's like, I am not leaning towards one or the other. Mm. I just like the fluidity and like, we can sort of morph into whatever we need this to be to get things done. Mm. And that's pretty much what it is. Like, be whatever you're comfortable being on whatever day it is. Sometimes I'm more feminine butch and sometimes probably the other way around. Um, so yeah, I'm, I don't feel the need to be like, I'm the feminine. People will probably assume that regardless. And that's fine, but it's like, you think about things that people think a woman is supposed to do. Like, we both cook. We both clean. She cooks many things better than me. Hmm. I am much more, like, exploratory in the kitchen. Sometimes that works out. Most of the time it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. It kind of is what it is. But it's like, it's weird because she knows, like, all grandma's recipes. And it's like, people might look at her and not expect that. Hmm. And maybe think that I knew that. That's not my thing. I will look on Pinterest and be like, look at this new thing I found. I want to try this. And she's like, mm, let me call Granny <laughs> and get this recipe for this thing. And that's just like the way that we are. And it's not, there's no like title to it. It's just like, that's us. You partners, right? I mean, like, it. You make it happen. at the end of the day, you're both two women. Right? So. All of that. <laughs> but anyway. How did you know that this was something that you were ready to go into a commitment with? Mm. Like, was there a moment? I don't think I knew when I signed up, honestly. Um, I would have never <clears throat> imagined that six years later we would still be together. And that's not to say I thought that we were going to be broken up. I just couldn't even see the forest for the trees. It was just like, all right, I'm still an undergrad, figuring out life, myself, etc. And then this relationship. And then it would be like, we have family things, we have friend things, all coming at us at like the speed of light because everybody has to have an opinion and they swear it matters. And it's like, nobody ever stopped to think like how those things impacted us and they had a major effect. And so there were a lot of times where it was just like, we could have been like, this is not going to work. And hmm. we would have missed out, I think, on, like, our better days, which I feel like we're in now and have been for a while. But coming into it, I didn't feel like I'm super ready for a commitment. It's just like, I really love this girl, and let's see what happens here. And, yeah, I guess at that point, it's like, are you open to heartbreak? Because that's what it could have been. Just like, damn, you tried this thing and it didn't work out but you were like ready or thought you were ready or mm. felt like it was worth going for. And that's how I felt. Now I feel like I'm in it and I'm like ready for the commitment. And I don't know how I know. It's just a feeling. Um, and like, I don't want to say like not being able to imagine yourself without someone because I just feel like that's cliche. And it's like, you probably said that about people in the past and then y'all broke up. So is that a good way to engage it? But it's like, I don't see myself without this person. This is who I want to have my family with. I want my kids to come home to us and we're just like being silly. And like, I have this total vision for what that looks like and not in the super creepy way that like girls plan out their weddings and they know what they want their mate to be like and what the kids are going to be like and everything. Not weird like that, but just like, 
man, I really want to build something with you. Mm. That's beautiful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that we had some very like defining moments of our relationship that really forced us to make a choice about whether or not we were going to at least continue to try this thing against all odds. Um, I think very early on there were definitely some moments that could have been make or break. Um, or, yeah, uh, that really forced us to make that choice. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we need to be intentional about whether or not we're going to keep trying this thing. Um, because this is a great opportunity for us to say, no, nope, I'm cool. Um, I'll walk away. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we've continually made the choice to keep trying. Um, and, yeah, so here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I mean, very early in the relationship, right, like I said, there were some trying times. And I think that it was really an opportunity to be like, okay, you really need to think about this. Can you walk away from this thing? Is it that simple? And if the answer is no, then you're making the choice to fight it out. You're making the choice to say, I'm ready to stick it out, even if this thing isn't forever, mm-hmm. or even if I can't predict the future. I know that right now, I'm not okay with like letting this thing go. So I'm going to, you know, make the conscious choice and make the conscious effort to keep trying or keep doing this thing. Mm-hmm. So are there traditions that you guys celebrate as a couple? We celebrate the just because lifestyle a lot. (laughs) What is that? that I mean, just like, (laughs) we don't know like an official date of like the beginning of our relationship. So Mm -hmm. we don't have an anniversary. Um, And we have like a ballpark, but we've never even like bothered to be like, okay, since we don't know, we're going to pick this time and that's what we're going to do it's just like no um and so as a result of that I think and just a result of who we are and how we even began it was very much about just like you're on my mind and I want you to know and so that has like bled through somehow the entire relationship I feel like and that's just the way that we operate like if there's something I want her to have or something I want us to do it's not about like oh we gotta wait till this time or like well, traditionally, it's like actually the complete opposite. Just like it's what we feel like doing. Mm-hmm. We have always operated that way. Our mother calls us frogs because she says we leap when we want to. And that is very true. Just like if I want to get her something, I'm going to get it. And I'll just like figure out the rest later. Mm-hmm. Or if I want to plan out something very extravagant, I'll do that too. And there's really like no parameters around what that could be or when it should happen or anything like that. I think... When we have kids, we will become more traditional in a sense of just like wanting to like give them something to cling to and like create something for them to like give to their kids. But also still instilling like a just because attitude, which is like it doesn't have to be a special day if it's something that you want to do and you have the means to do it, or like it's important to you to show someone else how you feel about them, do it. celebrate each other frequently or celebrate our relationship often uh, whenever Uh, yeah it really doesn't have to be like a special moment so I guess really in a sense that's a tradition for us Um, (laughs) just kind of like doing our thing right like 
I mean, we spend every Christmas together. That's the only real holiday that we kind of, like, is a tradition in a general or, like, in a more traditional sense. Um, every Christmas, we are together on the day. Um, and that's and that might sound to some people like, the. But yeah. I guess we no. yeah. yeah, no. some explanation as to yeah, why no. that makes a difference. <laughs> Being two people from the same city, and both of your families are in those mm. cities and have expectations for what holidays look like, and also the possibility of having a family who is not so open to our relationship, it is and has been a hurdle. And so every year is like a feat in like proving a point that like, but yep. Yeah, for the sixth year, I'm going to this place, and this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it is. And so it's like, you know, I feel like frustrating people are like, duh, you pick a house and you go together. But it's not that simple. It hasn't always been that simple. And we've managed to do that. Really more credit to her because she's coming to my family. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't. it's not taking anything from me. So like, she's made a way to make that happen year after year in the face of people who would probably prefer other things. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is an appreciation question. We've been together for six years. Wow. Kudos. That's awesome. What touche do you appreciate about Deutriana? Oh. Yeah, we have these conversations frequently too. So, okay, this we is talk, we talk a lot. I'm glad you guys. There are not many that. things that we haven't like discussed. Yeah, what do I appreciate about her? We bring very different things to our relationship, but I think the things that I appreciate most is that she's like extremely like supportive and intentional, and um, like she does a fantastic job at like letting me know she was listening if I mentioned something that Mm -hmm. was like on my mind or that I wanted or that I needed or whatever and that doesn't even always have to be materialistic right if I'm going through something or if I just need support in x thing um she's very intentional about that extremely supportive um and really does a great job at like letting me know the things that I need that I didn't even know I needed Mm -hmm. um and how I can get those things and why I need those things. Um, yeah, so I think we we do a lot of, like, taking care of each other in the very literal sense. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think she's very intentional, very thoughtful, and very supportive. So those are things that I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Adriana, what do you appreciate about Tasha? <sighs> you know... <laughs> I'm just that good. Wow. <laughs> I'm just that good, guys. What can I say? She's speechless. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> um, Okay, so first and foremost, I will say there is something about having a partner who believes in you more than you believe in yourself. Hmm. And, like, that's legitimately how I feel. I'm like, like, she knows that I have, like, out-of-this-world dreams they're probably aren't really out of this world. And they're probably fairly attainable. But I will build them up in my mind to the point that it's like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? It's going to take so much. And she's just like, mm, yeah, but you've done X, Y, and Z before. And that was probably way harder than this. Or like, well, you know this person. Or like, you could just do this. Or like, well, you've done this other thing before. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, that's true. But I'm still nervous. And she's just like, you know, you should do that. And while you're doing it, 
do Y and Z also because you totally can do that. And I'm like, you really think I can do these things? And that's like scary and unbelievable, but also like what I need to like get up and do those things. I'm like, damn, now she's counting on me to like do this. And like, I'm always trying to impress her. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. If she thinks I can do it, then I got to like figure out what the first step is towards this thing and try to make it happen. So that's one thing. Um, these are literally conversations that we just had in the last 24 hours, by the way. I love this. Um, <laughs> what else do I appreciate? Uh, so, you know, most people would probably be like, I do not want somebody who's like pointing out my flaws. And I'm going to say that she does it in a fairly tasteful way. <laughs> that like the me that I am today is not the me that I was six years ago. And there are so many things in my life that have changed as a result of her. My relationships with people in my family, what I think love is. Like, all these things have changed, and it's only as a result of, like, watching her and the way that she interacts with people and, like, talking to her and just, like, unpacking things. And, like, one, having somebody who's willing to, like, know your flaws and then not always throw them in your face and, like, go on this journey with you as you figure out how to turn them into things that aren't flaws. And even if you're never perfect at them, just, like, recognizing what is, like, what may be a major feat for you and, like, small for someone else, and being okay with that is, like, you're making an effort, and just, like, I'm on this journey with you. That is, like, really important, and it's not something I would even be, like, you know, someone asks you, like, well, what are you looking, what are you looking for in, like, a partner? Mm. That's not something I can vocalize, or I would even think to be, like, well, you know, all these things that are bad about me, I want somebody who can point them out and help me make them good. Like, no one says that, but that's really how I feel. Like, I mean, I still have flaws now. But there are things that I know I was really bad at then that I'm much better at now and have had impacts in personal and professional lives, my personal and professional lives. So that's important, and I appreciate that. Mm. She also cooks really well. Mm. I don't yes. go hungry. That's, that's always I don't go plus. hungry. That's always uh-uh. a plus. Nope. So what does love mean to you? Because you said that, you know, learned about what love is what is love to both of you what does that mean because I know there's different levels but yeah I think for me you know I am a deeply passionate person when I care about things or people like there's no mistaking it um I'm all in um and you know for me that's really how I I live my life Right. If I meet a friend or or I make a friend or if I'm, you know, in this relationship that I'm currently in or if I'm in relationship with family members or whomever, um, I'm loyal to you. Right. I'm, I'm passionate about you and all things that are you. And I think I brought that to our relationship and kind of caught her off guard, <laughs> um, you know, but it's really just like I'm here. Right. Like I'm, I'm here. I'm in this thing. I'm giving it my whole self. Um, it's you and I, like, we don't necessarily have to be against the world, but we can be. <laughs> if, if we, we have be, been. We have been, right? Mm-hmm. While I love for people to be, you know, a part of our lives and in our space, I still want you to know that, like, I got your back and, you know, whatever you need, I will do my damnedest to make it happen one way or another, um, giving the utmost support. Um, I try to be thoughtful, although I express it in different ways, um, making sure that like she's remembering to take care of herself um because that so easily gets lost um i'm hounding her about like appointments and like you need 
to go to the doctor. You need to go, like, you need to eat. You need to stop. Like, probably almost like someone's mother. But, um, very much. I mean, love to me says, like, if, if, if at the end of the day, you're not sure that I love you, then I clearly haven't done my job. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my actions say that, right? Like, even when I'm angry, it's because I love you. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's really what love is to me. Like, being all in, you know, being down for the ride, um, and making sure that, like, you're your best self so that we can be good together. I think that's what I kind of try to bring to this thing. I have you answering me and I forgot. Man, I'm not good. <laughs> Two <amazing>. times. Damn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I've got it, too. Um, <laughs> you know, the thing is, I really want to remember because I don't want to now, like, think of something on the fly and say that's what it is. Like, I want to remember what, I, what my thought was. What is love? Oh, baby, wow. don't hurt. No, Sarah, no. no. okay, no more. Did it bring so, it back? I have like vague pieces that I'm gonna oh, try to put together. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My song didn't help. So for me, it's just like like people say, like, okay, you know, you shouldn't get in a relationship trying to change someone, and I don't think that's what I did, but I do think it is for me, like really helping you be your best self. Like, if I care about you, I want to see you doing everything that I think you think you want to do, whatever that is. And, like, anything I can do to make that happen, it's happening. And, like, that's, for me, how I express love. And, like, I don't know any other way to be. It's just, like, what do you need? How can I add to that? You don't know yet? Well, I'm going to explore these other things while you try to figure out what you think you need. And, like, see if I can assemble something over here that looks like something you might be interested in. And just really, like, I'm probably loyal to a fault in, like, not in a relationship, but outside of it. And that's really important to me, just, like, knowing that I'm here, I'm not going anywhere, I am thinking of you when you are not thinking of you. And really being, like, who she says that she is to me, I am that to her, but in different ways. Mm. Like, my needs are different. I will work until the fucking cows come home and, like not get up from my desk and be sore and like all these stupid things that I put myself through because I love what I do and like the career that I'm creating for myself. She's different. Like she will put everyone else first and no one understands sometimes things that she experiences because she's so passionate. And it's like feeling like no one ever understands like why you feel the way or what your experience is or any emotion that you might have and just like feeling misunderstood I get that about, like, that's her disposition because that's the way she moves through the world, like, being very passionate about things. And so for me, I guess what it boils down to is, like, knowing someone's blind spots and being able to cover it for them. Like, that's her blind spot. She's passionate. Other people are very just, like, transactional or just, like, head in the clouds and not empathetic to what anyone else is going through. And if she doesn't have anyone who can be like, no, I get that. Or, like, well, I see it this way. And you see it this way, but these other people look at it this third way that's even more stupid than all the other ways you could think about it. And, like, I get it. So what can we do to fix it? Or do you just want to talk about it? Or whatever it is. But, like, knowing what her blind spots are and, like, what makes her tick. And then trying to minimize the ticks and trying to, like, maximize the time spent doing the things that she's passionate about. But then also, like, give her some sort of value and not, like, pulling from her all the time. Mm-hmm. 
What you think? Is that accurate? Yeah, I think I think we are pretty like cut and dry in like what our larger roles or yeah, or larger contributions are in this relationship. I think I do a lot more of the emotional work, and then you do like. I've helped you grow a lot emotionally and just like being aware of your emotions and how you interact with other people. I think you have helped me tremendously like professionally and that has always been a part of our relationship from the beginning of time. From day zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, that's always been a thing. For sure. Yeah. And that's a good balance, right? I mean, I think yeah. that's really important. Yeah. So if you were to give advice to a couple that's like, ooh, child. I mean, six years is a solid relationship. Okay. My longest has, since we're talking about it, my longest has only been almost five years. Okay. So I'm, so I'm to go out the way. You know, I'm very, I love it. I'm appreciative of what you guys have. So for couples that are just starting out, what's some key pointers that you would recommend about sustaining your oh, relationship? A burning one. Oh, we have come a very long way. <laughs> And you didn't get um, it. Our relationship. <laughs> no, I don't care. Like, but I got something. That's one thing. No one to fall back. Oh. Anyhow, our relationship was very different <laughs> then than it is now. That's for sure. I think, like, I mean, you know, it goes without saying. People say, like, communicate, but that is like That's what real. I was say. Like that is real. Hmm. Um, we had a. Mm-hmm. tremendously tough time with communication for probably the first Five half. Years. Okay. <laughs> well, I was four, trying to be years. four years. I was being modest. Oh, okay. I'm being honest. And that's the thing I feel like. Communicate. But have the hard conversations. Talk about the things that you feel like you're not going to talk about for like five years. Like there's so many conversations we've had in the last two years. I mean like obviously it takes growth to be willing to have the hard conversations or just things that may feel taboo. But honestly, that's like the richest part of it. And if you can get to that, the earlier you can get to those conversations, the better. Because if you're on this quest to find the perfect person for you, you'll know in month six when you have this hard conversation about likes and dislikes or whatever works and what doesn't work, and then you can move on. Hmm. And you're not like crazy invested in this thing before you realize that like, man, me and this person down the line have many very important values to me or something like that, which I think... We did talk about those things. We did a lot of pillow talk. <laughs> like, we would talk about anything just, like, for hours. But we started having hard conversations. Probably is because we're getting older and there are other things to think about. But don't wait. Why wait? Mm. Like, you'll get to know the person better. You'll connect on a deeper level. And you can make a more sound decision about, like, is this somebody that I really want to keep doing this with? And I think those have been, like, some of the best. Just realizing, like, man. You're willing to talk about the hard things with me for the sake of us, like, getting to an even better place. Mm. And that shows investment. One other thing. Be willing to grow with someone. Or, like, understand. I guess you don't have to be willing if you don't want to. Then you can just be like, no. But understanding that it is a part of the process. The person that I started dating six years ago is not the person who was sitting here. And not in a bad way. Like, she just totally shifted mm-hmm. gears on me. But, like, she has changed. I have changed. And not to say that we're completely different people, but there are some things about us that we believed previously that I don't think we believe anymore. And, like, things that we had to get rid of, just like, yeah, society or family or whatever has taught me these things my whole life. And now I need to learn new things. Or, like, 
think about this again and make sure it's exactly what I think and just like being open to like growth and evolving and that's going to happen in your partner also and if you're not growing too that could come as a shock or it's just like you know people think you change because you got a new job or you went to a new city or like you're just different but that's supposed to happen like that's the point I didn't move to another state because I wanted to stay the same I moved because I wanted to be exposed to new things and experience them with this person and they might change the way they feel about some things and I gotta be okay with that and like that's just a part of growing and maturing or whatever and if you're not open to that I feel like that can be like startling a bit when you see someone sort of like change before you and maybe you're not okay with that change or you just weren't prepared for it mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean the oh, pressure finally oh. I did it oh god <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like some things that I am like particularly mindful of while being in this relationship. Um, well, things that have gotten you through rocky points together yeah. and made you stronger afterwards. Yeah. Because we all have rocky points in our relationships, right? I think it is also, I think for me, it's been important to build a support system around this thing. Um, and that has been super intentional. Um, so, like, her mom and I have a really close relationship. Mm-hmm. And so, because she's accepting of us, I have a lot of tough conversations with her mom. Like, you know, sometimes you need someone who's probably seen some things and, you know, done some things to give you a little bit more perspective about what could come or how to possibly navigate this relationship or whatever it is that you're up against. Um, You know, because if you don't have a support system, right, you're operating within this vacuum in your relationship mm-hmm. and you're just trying to go based on what you know, but you don't know everything. And so that for a while. Yeah, and that's not always healthy, right? Because of course I'm going to agree with myself. But you know, I need to get another perspective yeah. at some point and, and let that somebody be someone who genuinely has the both of your interests at heart. Um, you know, you can't just pick your best friend who's gonna side with you or like this random person. Um, but definitely pick someone or some people um, who have your best interests at heart, um, because it's going to be tough. Um, any relationship can be tough, but I think when you add these other layers on top of already being like ostracized and, you know, by the greater community and all this other stuff, um, it can be even tougher. So definitely establish some sort of support and communicate and all that good stuff. Awesome. Trivia. <laughs> All right, ready. The All right. Two, they have an awesome apartment, by the way. All right, Tasha. Yes. The TV is on. Yes. You're coming home, and Deshana's watching TV. What that is she watching? Happen. Nothing. <laughs> so. Oh. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What? Oh, you don't watch TV? It's just that, like, she loves when I'm not here because she just prefers it, like, super quiet. And the first thing I do when I come in and ter- is, uh, is turn on the TV. Um, so I know that when I come home, the TV is not going to be on. Wow. Interesting. That's, that's, I know. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, I know you know. I was just letting <laughs> you know. Question mark. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. If Tasha could have an alter ego career, oh, what is so easy. 
the career that she would be having and why. Oh my gosh, so many so other easy. things we've said <laughs> that we've talked about things before we have talked about this. Wait, you gotta say the right one. <laughs> hey, no cheating. <laughs> I see those An eyes. alter ego career. Yeah. There's only one don't, thing I can think of. Don't try to give me no look. Don't give her the look. <laughs> so, like, what she said, they're like, oh, if I could just do anything, this is my part to, like, recent career developments. That's not what the answer is. No, no, no. Just talk about it. Okay, so she would be a data scientist. Oh, no. Oh. That's going be a thing. Okay, so... A data the, scientist. The real alternate thing she said is that she would do reviews for album reviews oh. for what, a magazine. Yeah. Like, did you say what magazine? Yes, I'm not going to repeat that. Oh, you don't want to. <laughs> you can't say that. No. Oh, okay. So you would review. She would do album reviews in a ma- for a magazine. And Tasha, what would they channel do? Mm. Oh, Ooh. in her if if, if yeah. she had an alter. Oh, she would be a, a hip hop dancer. <laughs> By the way, is that accurate? Is that accurate? Awesome. <laughs> and we can still be together because, like, I can dance in the stuff that you wrote about. We can totally work. I see. That it. would be see. But you're still in love. You're complimenting each other. Complimenting each other. I love you. that. Yeah. I love that. That's, I said that like last week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you probably know way too much about me. That's good. That's kind of scary, low key. <laughs> I wouldn't be a hip hop dancer. All right. What is Daytriana's favorite dish? That I make? Or just... I don't know. Make? I don't know. Whatever. Ooh. That's kind of tough. What um, do you make? <clears throat> that I make? Mm. Oh, you got a little dish, but... Oh, meals. I'm trying to think of what I make that you ask me to make most frequently. Oh, there are two things. Right. <laughs> so it kind of depends, right? I'm going to say if it's cold outside... <laughs> She's asking me to make chili, and if it's just like a regular old day and another time of the year, I feel like you asked me to make short beef ribs often. I did, so maybe it should have been three things. Oh, You should have also said string beans. Oh, I haven't made those in a while. You haven't, but yeah. Those are, that's it. That's it? I was trying. I was trying. I was trying. So I will get this question wrong because I make so many weird things and she doesn't ever ask me for anything. She's just like, will you cook? Or like, what are you going to cook for me? Sometimes she asks for enchiladas, but we're on this no meat thing right now, so. Oh, you guys are pescatarian, vegetarian? I'm wavering between vegetarian and pescatarian. She's like full-blooded vegetarian. How long have you been a vegetarian? Yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Three weeks. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. About three weeks. I mean, but yeah. But I've been like super Mm -hmm. dedicated to it. So it's like, I mean, of course everyone has to start somewhere. But I've been like very dedicated, Mm. so. Last question. Yeah. Well, no, there's another one, but there's okay. the last there's, there's question. There's more last questions. If there was anywhere in the world that you kn- that the other person could go, what would it be? It's like to travel. Or yeah. To travel. To ch- well, yeah. I think this is a toss-up. Yeah, we don't really talk about like dream destinations or anything. Like that. But yes. Yes. Okay. Based on. Oh. Like, where would Tashi like to go? I would guess. I mean, just like. What, you said travel, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I feel like the only thing that you've ever mentioned was maybe like some sort of Asian country. It's very accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to go to like Korea or like Tokyo. Yeah. I was going to say Japan. So, yeah. yes. Okay. I studied Japanese oh. for like two semesters in undergrad. 
That is really like their culture. I think they're like streetwear style places. So I was, I was on the money. Look at you. Cool. Yeah. I haven't been sitting in a long time, so that's like some old school. She was recalling. She was, right. she was going she back in. That. So and I'm going to the crack and memory. I'm going to dip back to my words of advice to make your relationship work, guys. Make sure you be listening, okay? Even when they think you're sleeping, make sure you're listening, okay? <laughs> Good advice. Place for you. Yeah, I know, but I would like to think of, honestly, what I see for her is not, like, one place, but I'll say, like, when I'm thinking about, like, if I'm planning a trip, which is, like, something that I really like to do for us, um, I look to places that are, like, the Brooklyn of whatever state they're in. Just, like, I want to get a good drink. I want it to be chill. I want it to be walkable. Mm. Um, and just, like, urban, but maybe, like, urban-suburban. Mm. And, like, that kind of feeling. Probably a little bit hipsterish. Because that's me. Um, but that's what I go for. So I think about places like, like, we went to Montreal last year. Um, think of places like Seattle, Portland, Austin. All those places I feel like she would enjoy. Why is black love important? Because I don't think I've seen one black couple, queer or otherwise, just like making it. Yeah, we talk a lot about representation, all facets. And lack thereof. Yeah, and lack thereof. And I think definitely we talk about like intimate or like romantic relationships, the lack of representation, the lack of like role models that we have in our personal lives. So yeah, black love, I mean, we're black. (laughs) We have the ability to love people. We do love people. So I feel like our love is just as important as any other color of love. So for me, that's that's why it's important. I think it's it's super important to have role models, to know that this thing that you're you're chasing is possible. Um, that it will be tough, but it's it's possible to overcome and sustain. I think that's really important to see it in order to aspire. Also, if you can think about like white love and why that's not a good representation of black love, it's because there's no nuance that works for white people because it's representative of who they are and like I want to say what their struggles are, but I don't know that those things exist. So what their experience <laughs> is, and like for black people, it's like you know my situation is just different. I come to the table, the love table, with different baggage. And so I want to see that baggage reflected in the people who are supposed to be representing this thing. And for me, it would need to be black people. And I think that's why black love matters and why we need that representation because these are the people who are going to come to the table with the kind of problems that I've dealt with in like family issues. And that's not to say like people of other races don't deal with the same thing as it relates to like sexuality, gender, all those things. But I just think that there's a better chance that, like, if there was much more representation amongst those things, you would see some people who have, like, different sort of things that you come to the table with. Just, like, I mean, I have, like, a very young mother, and so, like, what would it be like to see somebody who, like, came from a similar thing, or, like, a mother who's not super supportive, and what does that look like in somebody else's life? And, like, but wow, this person still chose to be with this person, and they felt like that was worth it. And so 
that might be the thing that gets you through the day when you're like fighting, but no, you want to be in something, but like could use a little push. And I just think the nuance and like the experience is what's important and it's lost when you're not represented accurately. Is there a quote that you live by, either of you? Or that motivates and Team inspires you? Yeah! <laughs> she started that. <laughs> Do you say that to each other? She yeah. used to say that a lot. We don't say it so much now, but it is like, it's very understood. The core of like how we do this thing. Mm. Yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. Well, thank you both for joining me on this yes. 21st episode of Outsiders. This yeah. has been a very. Oh, I missed the title. Interesting. <laughs> Wait, what? It's the title. Teamwork versus Teamwork? Yeah. Awesome. So this has been an awesome episode. I'm really inspired by both of you, and I'm proud of both of you. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, say what you need to say. Communicate about the challenging things, the tough things. Because people who care about you, they'll have that conversation with you. Facts. Facts. See you next week. Bye. Bye.